0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker podcast. We are now officially in season 3, episode 273. Um, You're going to have to excuse me a little bit, I'm going to have to pump a few of these podcasts out today. I'm up here in Connecticut, which is normally cool this time of year, however, the last month or so has just been... Exceptionally hot, we're in a drought condition. I have sunburn on my, my ass, and I was wearing long, uh, long pants. If that gives you an idea of what it's like up here. So, I have to go to the front lawn, and I'm going to end up <clears throat> probably needing CPR when I'm done with it. But, which brings me to a point. I had listened to a, a radio show. Uh, I, I want to say it was uh, Saturday or Sunday morning, uh, entitled, Our America. And the individual that um, actually did the uh, narrating was uh, Middle Eastern. And he had mentioned that he had been brought up his whole life to uh, resent America, uh, resent its values. And then a funny thing happened. As he got older, he realized how much fake information was being pumped out by the media and the news And he started to get a better understanding. As a matter of fact, he has written uh, a few books. I'm going to probably destroy his name, but it looks like uh, Gabriel uh, Gabriel Nadal. Uh, And I think one of his books is called Our America. And he goes step by step how he, as he was growing up, how he realized that things in America were really much different. Than what he was as a child uh, made to believe, um, you know, and it's it's very true. I mean, if you look at groups like um, Antifa, Black Life Matter, these groups throughout the United States are very small groups. They may make up five percent of the population, but with you know. Uh, <clears throat> media and propaganda, you think this is a, uh, a nationwide uh, movement. or tr- It's more of a trend. It's not a movement, because people, you know, <clears throat> they drop off the ship as fast as they get on it. Um, the one uh, he made a, a statement, you know, like I always told you, one of Martin Luther's statements that always uh, resonates in my mind is you never judge a person by their color, but by their character. But another one he brings up is never to assume or try to win, because when you do, somebody else loses. And all the point <clears throat> seems what somewhat strange, it's it's contextual and it, it actually is fact, and if you look at it in a theoretical perspective, it's true. Really in life, we all we all want to we all want a good life, and I guess that's what we consider winning. But at the same time, you know, we have to be able to help those who are maybe not as fortunate as for whatever reason. I mean, sometimes it's not money. Sometimes it's relationships are bad. Sometimes um, it's just situations, the work environment. It's things that aren't <clears throat> prevalent in our life, but are prevalent in their life that are not good. And... Um, You know, uh, rule number one, people with money aren't always happy. Take Robin Williams, you know, Cobain, to list a few. Um, So, money doesn't buy a lot of things. It's nice to have. And you know, you're talking to a guy right now, 59. Better health than most people are at 59. Retired at 59, but I went on to pursue other other work just because when you stop moving, you're basically I don't know. You're just you're just setting up the uh, the stage for the box, I suppose. That's the way I look at it, you know. Uh, And if at my age I want to continue to work, I'm going to continue to work. And, you know, it kind of pisses me off about people saying that, oh, just retire and travel the world. Well, let me give you one good bit of advice. To travel the world, you need money if you ain't working, you don't have money because the money you're getting from pensions or uh, whatever is paying your bills. So you need to get that stupid-ass idea right out of your head. Um, plus it doesn't it doesn't hurt to be active physically or socially. so you know, and what Nadal does mention in here, the concept of racism. Now in this last election, you know, either you loved Trump or you hated him. There were no options. Now, personally, the way Trump handled things, I didn't like it. Um, I thought, for a businessman, he should have been much more <clears throat> professional. But when we when we scoot our what he should be like ideas out, we never saw gas prices this high. Uh, inflation was never so rampant. Uh, the pricing. Now, for products is ridiculous. The transportation, you know, transporting of property uh, items is ridiculous. Uh, the gas again is the highest it's ever been, just like oil. So, you know, we have Russia who and China even saw Biden's weakness and moved in. Well, at the same time, you had a group of people that. Um, But a lot of things happen in America to to solicit votes. The Bidens Now let's go back to about 1994. Biden had made several statements online and you could find them everywhere about the the African American population. But yet, he solicited a lot of votes from the black population. Why? Because he knew that the generation, probably two generations since he said some of this stuff, and some of it was really bad, I mean, it was, you know, heinous. Uh, they weren't researchers. You know, people nowadays aren't researchers. A few, small percentage are, but in general, people don't know history. Uh, I'm going to give you another FYI. Slavery was basically something that occurred because of the Democratic Party. Why it was an opportunistic way to make money. If you realize the, you know, so, I know you hate Trump, I know you hate Republicans, but really, you know, the Democrats have been playing with you and your money for a couple, you know, centuries already. Uh, A lot of people didn't know that. The population of America, when people, you know, when the news was, you know, purporting all of this information on, um, you know, defund the police, at that time a poll was done and basically what it said was only maybe 15% of the whole population in the United States agreed with that. And these were usually criminals and, you know, people that, you know, had uh, contact with police. And, unfortunately, they... Uh, criminal contact, so... Um, but, at the same time, what the people weren't listening to was 70% of the minorities, not just the black minorities, but the Hispanic minorities, the Asian minorities, wanted more police especially people living in the the housing projects, wanted more. But the media was able to manipulate it so it seemed like everybody didn't want the police, which was false. To further perpetuate um, the uh, Democratic Party to solicit votes, why do you think all of these riots and things occurred? It wasn't because people were angry over George, George Floyd. It was because the Democratic parties influenced racism during this whole this whole thing. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you're a Democrat naysay- if you're a Democrat, you're a naysayer anyway, so it doesn't matter. But think about it. All of the cities that allowed this were run by what? Democrats. And the problem we have here is that it put the population, the the normal population, I don't consider rioters normal, because for you to physically damage people's property, injure people, you are not fucking normal. There's something, you have an issue. You may have several issues, but at least I know you have one issue. So, with that being the case, you know, and then there's always this a theory about capitalism. You know what capitalism is? If you really break it down, capitalism is nothing more... uh, It's Even back in the days, in the 1800s, maybe prior to that, the politicians didn't want a capitalism, didn't want a capitalism or a capital party, because... uh, it, it was racially immoral because it it, it wanted it banked on using uh, free labor slaves to you know, enhance uh, you know, crops all kind of things, okay and it was non-profitable it was non-profitable so capitalism In the easiest way to explain it, it's just a free marketing system. Okay, so before you decide you want to be a a capitalist, maybe you need to do some research on it. Um, You know, and it, the, and let's, you know, I kind of just jumping around because I am on a time thing and, you know, I've been out there, I mowed the back lawn, I'm just like, (laughs) beat to hell. you also have to realize our colleges nowadays are very... Um, they're they are academic, but they all also brainwash people. They really do. Uh, the professors here is that don't want you to have the ability to, to really think on your own. They have this really <clears throat> skewed way of looking at things, but um, they want to tell you. They don't want you to think. They want to tell you how and what to think. <clears throat> now, I, you know, I've dealt with a lot of college professors, this and that. And it's absolutely true. <coughs> you see, when you become an educator, you fall onto your own personal philosophies that become ingrained or embedded in you, and you will push those on, whether directly or indirectly to people. Uh, whether, whether the beliefs are true or not, (coughs) you know, and it's, uh, (coughs) it's really, unfortunately, it's really a, uh, really a sad thing. You know, I, um, the average person that lives in, in America knows that they have it good. I mean, come on, you got kids walking around with cell phones, electronic games, you have roof over your head, you have food, I mean, go to some other countries where they have nothing, none of that, you don't have it bad in America, and people, you know why people from other countries come over here? Because they realize what's over here, opportunity, and it's funny, you know what? Foreigners think of America as opportunity opportunity waiting to happen, be something that they can't in another country. And we Americans bitch about not having freedom or opportunity. It, it's a complete thought in opposition. And honestly, the ones coming over from the other side to, to take advantage of the opportunities, these are the smart ones. Like the bums standing out in the street, not wanting a job, they want the state to pay for whatever they fucking do, and all these people on uh, social security disability, they're not fucking disabled, half of them. They're fucking bums. Don't want to work. You know? And these are the ones that are usually self, a lot of them are self-medicators. Oh, let's drink till we can't walk. You know, let's snort a line, do whatever the fuck we're going to do. You see... People don't really realize what they have in this country. But one day it's going to go back to the way it was. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. That will be a movement. It's not going to be a trend. It's going to be a movement. And with that being said, just take a look around you. Think about everything you bitch about, you whine about, you cry about and then think about if you were living in some other country where all of these things you bitch and whine about you didn't have you know you whine about your low paying job you can get another job you whine about your house not being big enough work make money, get a bigger house same way with your car your car is falling apart work save money listen I've worked three jobs most of my life so you know you're preaching to the choir if you're telling me about getting a second or third job because I've been there as a matter of fact I'm actually still there I'm working a full time job a part time job I'm doing this I'm writing books uh, filming uh, a TV series so you know it's what you make it Life is always what you make it. Until then, this is uh, Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast. Season (coughs) 3, excuse me, episode 273. And we are gaining people. We have over 10,000 listeners throughout the world. And although I am not, I'm in Derby, Connecticut, and I'm not sure where most of you are. uh, I would like to be where all of you are just because of the experience, you know, life is an experience, I mean people say you can't take anything with you when you go, but yes you can, you take your experiences, your life you know, that box of memories, that's what you take take, uh, take with you you know, so before you decide to do a Kaepernick who if it wasn't for this country would be a, a broke bum um And side with these neophytes that have these small groups that are trying to persuade you to move their direction. Listen, all you are to them people, your money, okay, one way or the other, your money, that's all you are to these people. so don't don't think they're out there for your benefit, please. But the next time you know you think life is so bad, take a look around. Go online. Look at how the other countries live. You've got Ukraine right now. These have decent people, industrial people, families are getting blown up by a bunch of uh, uh, Russian communists who, you know, honestly, they're lucky I wasn't the president because I don't give a shit. You won't put your red finger on that red button, Putin. You're, you would, I would decimate your ass. You look like a tin can on a fence post when I got you. I'm surprised nobody sniped him yet. But, I mean, he couldn't miss that head. It's so fucking shiny. Jesus Christ, you could probably see it from a satellite. But with that being said, I am Michael C. Bouchard, American and a patriot. And I always will be. That is something you will never take away from me. Learn your history about this country. Respect what you have. And think about what you could have. It's all up to you. I am Michael C. Bouchard. This is the host of Night Stalker Podcast. Season number three, episode 272.